I want to get to uh, a story that you've been uh, hearing about in the newscasts uh, throughout the day. And just a warning as we get into our next interview as well, we're going to talk, uh, we're going to be talking about um, animal abuse and the number of cases police are investigating right now. And today we learned about another case and you can add it to two others that have shocked Edmontonians recently. So just a short time ago, police told us they were called to Kitslitz Park near 28 uh, A Street and 36A Avenue on December, uh, I think it was 22nd or the 25th, uh, when they found the body of a, of a three-year-old German shepherd Pitbull Cross. Now the dog's paws had been tied together and nearby CCTV footage shows that uh, the pup was dragged by rope along the sidewalk. Police have released pictures of a vehicle of interest and you can find that on our website. Yesterday EPS told us about a cat in northeast Edmonton that had been shot with an arrow. The cat's named Milo. It uh, finally returned home and was rushed to the vet and Uh, Amazingly, that arrow uh, just missed the cat's spine by millimeters as well as internal organs and arteries, and Milo is expected to make a full recovery. And police are still investigating reports uh, from October 9th of last year that five teenage boys kicked a cat to death as onlookers watched in horror at a northeast Edmonton bus stop. They say it was also reported that the suspects held up the critically injured animal. They took photos on their cell phones. So I wanted to get into this and talk about the investigation with Sergeant Olena Fedorovich, who is with the EPS Domestic Crimes Offender Section. And that is the section that the Animal Crimes Investigation Unit at Edmonton Police Service falls under. Sergeant, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Let's start with this latest case uh, with the dog. And I can't remember if it was the 22nd or the 25th, but what do we know about this dog? Do we know about how the dog died because from what we understand the dog appeared to be dead when it was dragged into the park officers responded on december 26th so the day after christmas um some residents in the area had found the body of the dog in the field there Mm. and when they canvassed the neighborhood they they were able to locate some video um, that clearly showed an individual dragging the animal um the the animal wasn't moving Uh, we believe the animal to have been deceased at the time it was drug across the road Mm. Uh, this individual drags the animal that's clearly bound with the at the paws uh, across the street, leaves the animal in the field and then runs away. Mm. And then within seconds, we see this vehicle leaving the area as well. (laughs) It's not clear yet what caused the death of the animal. What I can tell you is that we are conducting or we are, a necropsy will be conducted on the animal. So that's similar to a human autopsy Mm -hmm. to determine the cause of death, as well as uh, to determine whether or not this animal suffered any distress. We we know a little bit, well, I guess a very little bit about about this dog because there was a, a picture released uh, of it from when it was a puppy. What what do mm-hmm. we know about this about this dog? We know that the puppy uh, did come from a rescue in Alberta. At one point, it has ties to a rescue, and it was later adopted out, uh, where the 
the investigation is a little bit unclear is how many times this animal changed hands and mm-hmm. who, the, who the, the last owner was. And, and that's what we're looking for is information regarding the last owner. All right. And I want to urge everybody listening to this interview right now who are as angry and as horrified as, as I am to go to 630ched.com and, and take a look at the story that's on the website. Take a look at the picture. See if you can, uh, you know, identify this dog just like these other stories that we've we've been talking about is sergeant um you know there's three cases in the news that we've been talking about over the past uh you know number of weeks and actually just past couple of days is that an abnormally high number for the unit or is this um is this unfortunately normal and we're we're just hearing about it this time around well, the unfortunate truth is we, we don't have a lot of statistics that we can compare with other jurisdictions. Um, unfortunately, this type of animal cruelty and even more serious and horrific animal cruelty is prevalent enough that mm-hmm. the Edmonton Police Service has a dedicated team. Yeah, and I, I, wanted to, I wanted to ask you about this because the Animal Crimes Investigation Unit at the Edmonton Police Service, and I'm not sure if folks know this, it's the first dedicated um, animal criminal investigation unit of its kind in Canada. You know, how did it start here? It started with two very keen investigators who recognized that their, that animal cruelty was very prevalent, in, well, quite prevalent, they believed, in Edmonton. And the type of animal cruelty... Uh, we didn't have the training. Police officers didn't have the training or the legal knowledge or the understanding of the related legislation to properly investigate these crimes. Uh, it just wasn't something that was part of our, part of our training. So they took it upon themselves to do this research and learn about what is required to investigate and to prosecute animal cruelty files. And in the process of doing that, they discovered that there is a significant link or correlation between animal cruelty and human violence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I was going to ask you about that because I found it interesting that the Animal Crimes Investigation Unit fell under the Domestic Crimes Offender Section, and I wanted to expand on that a little bit more um, because there there has been correlations made between animal abuse and and violent, you know, human offenses, especially when it comes to uh, partner violence, intimate partner violence. Absolutely, and, and that's primarily the reason why the Animal Cruelty Investigation, investigation Unit pardon me, falls within the Domestic Offender Crime Section, because a significant number of animal cruelty events are correlated to intimate partner violence. In fact, um, animal cruelty is a, a significant tool to control behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we're talking about course of control with an intimate partner violence, threats to abuse the animal or actual abuse of the animal, harm to the animal, are definitely occur in order to control the complainant, to control the victim in these situations. When we talk about animal cruelty, um, it covers a wide range, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Um, animal cruelty uh, that my, my team investigates, we're we te- we're talking about maiming, uh, mutilating, torturing, um, bestiality, the sexual abuse, um, other types of physical attacks that cause severe distress or even death on the animal, uh, in addition to severe neglect, neglect to the point where the animal may starve to death, uh, may have no ability to, to clean itself, mm. um, and it's so it's pretty it's, horrific. Yeah. And, 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 and uh, you know, obviously, Sergeant, I mean, investigating cases like this, 
you know, dogs, cats, lizards, they don't, they don't talk if, if they survive. They can't tell you the story. So there's, there's added challenges with these investigations, isn't there? There definitely is. Because they can't provide a witness statement, it's up to the police and the witnesses to speak for them. And by that, I mean the type of investigations that police have to do um, can take a little bit longer because we have to do longer interviews. We have to rely on what forensic evidence is available, and we have to rely on our partners to assist us with um, examining that evidence, for example. How, how does you and your team handle doing this job? It's hard. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, we're all animal lovers, and we look at some of these videos and these pictures, and we we hear these horrible stories, and we try to use humor amongst ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, We reach out to, we definitely, we certainly reach out to our, we have a, an employee family assistance program that assists members that have dealt with trauma, and we're in frequent contact with them. Uh, and, And there are times where, honestly, I know me myself, I've, I've gone home and just needed to be by myself and, yeah. and really think. What do you, what, what advice do you give, you know, my listeners right now who you're tuning in saying, you know, I, I, I just can't believe stuff like this happens and I'm hearing about it. Like what, what should they be watching for just in case? The biggest message I want people to receive is op- open their eyes and realize that this is happening. This is a real horrific thing that is happening in our communities, and we we need to be aware of it. We need to report it. We need to be good witnesses. And mm-hmm. a good witness reports, provides a statement, and stands up for what's right and what happens to these animals and what happens to these families um, mm-hmm. is horrible. Sergeant, um, what kind of success rate has the Animal Crimes Investigations Unit at the EPS had when it comes to solving cases like this? We've seen some significant success. We've received feedback from the Crown within Edmonton that uh, the integrity of the files or the quality of the investigative files has increased substantially and we are seeing um, significant increase in convictions. And with that, we're, we're seeing significant fines and jail time with some of these offenses. Good, good, good. And, and I understand that, um, you know, other police services across the country are, are looking to the EPS and this unit now to say, hey, look at what they're doing here in Edmonton. How's, the, how's that working? It's actually, it's really exciting. We're in communication quite frequently with an investigator out of Calgary. Um, a Calgary police officer is very very interested in animal cruelty files, and he's definitely an advocate uh, an advocate for these files. So we keep in contact with him to discuss investigative practices, et cetera. Um, my team receives calls from various agencies, RCMP, from all over Alberta, mm. just asking for guidance on how to deal with these files. Mm. So it's pretty exciting to see that this is happening, that the, the word is getting out there and people are realizing mm. how important it is and how important it is to not ignore that link. And I guess the greatest success, though, would be if uh, we didn't need uh, the unit uh, whatsoever. Uh, unfortunately, um, it, 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 yeah. well, fortunately, it is there. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it's busy these days. Uh, Sergeant, uh, what else do you want folks to know? Um, and, and, it, and if people, you know, think that they might have seen something, who do they call? I want people to know that they, we take this very seriously. Animal cruelty is very serious and 
we need to be asking the questions, what other type of violence is happening in that home? Um, and to please, mm. please call the police if they, they feel that there is a, an animal cruelty or severe neglect file. If it's, they're simply concerned for the animal and they don't have a lot of, of, of evidence, they can even call the 311. Okay. They can refer to our website, and there's lots of instructions on, on who to call when they see something they're not comfortable with. Sergeant Fedorovich, I want to thank you for, uh, for uh, joining me this afternoon. Thank you to you and your team for the, uh, the work that you do. I wish uh, we didn't need to have this team, but I am, I am thankful uh, that we do. And um, hopefully we'll get some answers on these cases soon. Thank you for joining me this afternoon. Thank you. Thanks for your time. Yeah, take care. Sergeant uh, Olena Fedorovich again um, from the EPS Domestic Crimes Offender Section, which the Animal Crimes Investigation Unit, the first of its kind, in, uh, in the country.